This podcast is intended for an adult audience. Please be aware that some of the content discussed may be triggering. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Reach Out, the podcast, where we are dedicated to ending sexual violence through advocacy, counseling, education, and more. This is the official podcast of Reach Counseling, located in Northeast Wisconsin. You will learn more about the services we provide and hear from members of our team, sexual assault survivors, and the people who support them. We are so glad you're joining us today and would love to connect with you further. You can find out more about us by going to reachcounseling.com. The interview portion of this episode was recorded in May of 2023. Please keep this in mind when dates and timelines are referenced. This week's episode features an interview with Daisy Soriano, prevention educator and youth and teen advocate at Reach Counseling. Daisy shares why she enjoys working with middle schoolers in particular. She also talks about her plan to provide prevention support groups for youth who are engaging in sexting and other risky behaviors. Here is episode 12. Thank you for being here. Yeah, happy. Can you tell me a little bit about your um, involvement with Reach when you came on board and what your experience is like in the day-to-day? I know it's never the same. Oh, definitely (laughs) not never the same. Yeah, so I came in starting in January of this year, 2023, and I initially just applied for the prevention educator position and did not know it was tied along with the youth and teen advocate. So with prevention education, it's honestly very cool. It's very new for me. It's going into schools and talking about how kids can protect themselves. I've kind of been on the other side of things where kids are in trouble or something has happened to them. So the prevention side is never anything that I really touched on. So I came here, I worked with the prevention team. We we get into the schools, we talk about the protect yourself rules and you know, we get to talk about how important they matter, right? Like, mm-hmm. so they're very important and we like to leave them with that. Like you are important and you deserve to know ways to protect yourself. So we um, talk about the protect yourself rules, which pretty much is protecting yourself if sexual abuse would happen. If an unsafe touch is what we say to the little ones, if unsafe touches happen, how can we protect ourselves? So in the prevention side, a day-to-day is going into a bunch of schools, going into middle schools, high schools, elementary schools, and talking about the protect yourself rules. Um, Of course, when they're really little, we kind of accommodate to them. We use language that's really for them. Mm -hmm. Um, So we don't talk about like, the what sexual abuse really is called we talk about unsafe touches we talk about in a way where it makes sense in their brains and Mm -hmm. then as we kind of go through the different grade levels we start talking a little more about um terms so we talk about what is sexual abuse what is sexual assault what is um sexual harassment talk about the umbrella of sexual abuse what falls under it and what to look out for we talk a lot about consent Um, Definitely a lot about what sexual abuse means in the law. We like Mm -hmm. to leave them with that too, a little education on that piece. And again, we just kind of increase our our curriculum as we go. So in high school, it's a lot more intense and we really kind of discuss on grooming, you know, Mm -hmm. tactics that people use to maybe manipulate you into sexual abuse or to keep you in a situation of sexual abuse. So we kind of take it through that whole curriculum up until from pre-K we've done all the way to high school. 
Awesome. Yeah. What age group do you like working with the best? I definitely prefer the middle school. Okay. So okay. like, uh, yeah, and a lot of people on my team don't like that middle school, but I, I love the middle school. I think they're in their um, best phase. Like it's just the best phase to get to work with them because they are all over the place sometimes. They have so many feelings. Yeah. They have so much emotions and they're like wanting to learn all these things. They want to learn more about how can I protect myself because it is on TV. It's on their shows and they see right? it. They might not experience it, but they're seeing it. So they want to learn more about it too. Exactly. Um, and then, you know, it's also a very vulnerable time, you know, being that age is a vulnerability in itself. So um, it's a great age to just kind of like reinforce the you matter protect yourself how can you protect yourself do you need any support and then that's kind of where my prevention education and my advocacy kind of like collide together so yeah awesome can you talk a little bit about your advocacy work yeah what, what does that look like yeah so you know a lot of times because I am in the schools we get disclosures in schools right. so you know kids either come up to us after the presentation or, you know, maybe even a couple of weeks after their counselor says, hey, we had a disclosure during your presentation. I wanted to reach out. So I work with those youth and teen. Um, working with them, we just kind of get to like the root problem almost. We share their story between us two, you know, um, and we talk about what has happened and how they got to this point and why they need to talk to someone. Um, sometimes it's not so much of they've experienced something of sexual abuse, but they're like, did I or did I not? Right. Is this sexual abuse or is it not sexual abuse? And I've actually had that quite a few times. And it's just those conversations where, you know, they're kind of feeling like I finally have someone that I can talk to about this. Yeah. And it's because of the prevention education side. It is because they're like, I saw you present. So now it's like, you can help me. Right. They yeah. know that you're a safe person yeah. to talk to. So, yeah. you know, with working with them, I go into the schools a lot. I talk to them a lot in the school setting. Um, and they feel more comfortable for me going into the schools as well. So, yeah, mm -hmm. it's definitely interesting and fun and different from my background. So I, yeah. I, I really do enjoy it. You touched on this a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, and even before we started recording today, mm -hmm. you were telling me, but I'm, can you, can you talk a little bit about your background and representing in like the justice system for, yeah. for uh, children? And yeah. Things, yeah. Yeah. So I, um, before I moved back to Nina, I lived in Milwaukee for a few years. And during that time I um, worked at Milwaukee County, the juvenile justice pro program there. So I was a um, human service worker, as they call it, in Milwaukee. And I got to work with a lot of youth who come in with a delinquency issue. A lot of the times they come in being offenders. Um, so I work with I've worked with that side of sexual assault. I've worked with, you know, working with the offenders and um, getting them into treatment to where they can better themselves, but also, you know, kind of face a judge and, um, you know, also kind of get um, maybe probation and taking them through those type of things. Right, right. Yeah. Wow, so you've really seen things from both sides. And that's fortunate for the kids you present for now in Prevention Ed because you're speaking from like, hey, I want to make sure that you're not having to go through this. Or if you have, that you know what to expect or, um, you know, next steps that you can take or just even processing it from both Absolutely. sides. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, I've definitely gotten those, um, the, the both sides of the things. I've gotten, you know, working with victims but also working with offenders. And I'm excited to kind of take that into 
um, my own lane with mm-hmm. reach i'm excited to see what we can do with support groups mm-hmm. you know i've had some conversations with um the prevention education manager haley but also community partners on starting some support groups some prevention support groups okay. that help out with at-risk youth specifically maybe potential offenders or um, people who have engaged in um, risky sexual activities mm-hmm. um, what we've seen is that sexting is pretty popular you know and it it happens it's not as much as we would love to like keep it on the low it does happen and and it's happening in middle schools it's happening with kids who are underage yeah so um we're working to see if we can like work with community partners um i've had some conversations and i've gotten some connections with police officers who really want to engage in a support group where instead of like just giving a kid a ticket, like a citation, like, you know, sexting is not right. They can go through a support group or a program where they can learn a little bit more about sexual abuse, about risky right. activities, and then, you know, hopefully come out of it a little, with a little more education, a little more background on on um, the activities that can be a little unhealthy. Wow, yeah, because I've heard about parent groups, like where, you know, a local precinct will maybe do like an informational night on, you know, safety for kids online for parents, right? But this would be specifically for the youth um, coming together and and learning and being empowered to know like, this is why this probably isn't the wisest decision Mm -hmm. and how you can protect yourself in the future. Yeah, Um, yeah, it would be very specific and we have a... We do have a curriculum that we're looking to work with. It's called Love 146. I took that training in March. Um, And it's a really, really intense curriculum. It talks about, you know, risky behaviors, human trafficking, sex trafficking, um, consent. It talks about so many topics. And it's a way to just bring youth involved into this that situation involved in that conversation Mm -hmm. um it's getting youth to really think about all of these terms that they've heard maybe when you know when people like us come into their classrooms but now let's like really get in depth about it Mm -hmm. let's really talk about it let's look at scenarios let's look at um how we can you know protect ourselves but it's in a much more intense way and um it's a really great curriculum love one for six and I'm excited to kind of like run my own groups and and see how we can really help those kids who are at risk, who have engaged in, in risky behaviors. And we just, you know, just to see how it can kind of help, help educate, honestly. That's so exciting. So you're going to kind of be spearheading, pioneering this. I hope effort. so. Yeah. I hope so. I hope so. Because I'm, I'm super just passionate about um, youth. Mm-hmm. middle school yeah. specifically and I think that again it's just a great age to really get in there and do something yeah. do something positive for them and the community and you know if there if there is an issue with sexting going on in our community what can we do to to help without it just being police involvement you're in trouble what else can we do right exactly what what is a better way to to talk to youth what is a better way to educate them instead of just saying this is wrong you're going to be in trouble. Here's police contact. What else can we do? Right. Yeah. Can you give an example of something else we can do? Or like something you would cover in yeah. those groups? Yeah. Well, I think something else we can do is just pretty much provide them another outlet. It's providing mm-hmm. multiple outlets for youth so that they feel like it's not just me getting in trouble and going to detention or going to see a police right. officer. It's 
it's now I have this other outlet. I have this outlet where um, I can meet with someone who's willing to listen, mm-hmm. who's not just going to look down on me and because I sent something inappropriate or because I did something inappropriate. They're going to help me get through it. Mm-hmm. They're going to give me other options. They're going to give me education on how to kind of come out of this with more education. Mm-hmm. Um and honestly, I think that is just the best way. It's just giving youth other outlets that right. isn't direct to, you know, being in trouble. Yeah. Yeah. Do you ever work with parents at all? Yeah. A lot yeah. of the times I do. So um, when I get my littles, when, you know, we have our, our youth that are, you know, in elementary school, I definitely work with the parents. A lot of the times it's working with the parents more than the actual youth because when they are that young you know we definitely want to build a relationship with the parents so that they know what to do or they feel like they are confident and that's kind of my my job with the parents is making sure that they feel confident to handle that situation to let them know that they're doing everything right right and if they feel like they're not then what's going on what can we do um and really getting into the tools that they already have and just enhancing them and yeah. reinforcing them. Uh, because a lot of times parents, you know, they, they know what they're doing. They just kind of need that reinforcement of, am I doing this right? Is there more I can do for my child who's experienced sexual abuse? And really just going through that process of reinforcing them and supporting them and letting them know that, like, someone is there with them as well. That's why yeah. I do think advocacy is really important because... Yeah. It's like, it's like advocacy, honestly, is just getting people to take more control of their life, of their choices, mm. because that can be so lost when you're in a hospital getting a SANE assessment, when you're in the courtroom, um, you know, fighting for the report that you made, when you're being interviewed by the police officer. It's about the victim, but for some reason, sometimes it can get lost. Right. And they're like, well, the police is in charge, or the police has this final say. Right. Or in, in a sane assessment, the, you know, the nurse is directing everything, or someone else is taking over, and that's really not the case. Mm. So the victim, I feel like it's lost, and that's why advocacy is so important, because we get to like reinforce that as well. Yeah. What would be some advice you would give to a parent who maybe is just feeling overwhelmed by not even understanding really what the world of smartphones and stuff opens their child up to? Like, and maybe that's just like a battle they're having with their, let's say middle schooler, because we mm-hmm. love working with middle schoolers. Yep. You know, they recently gave their child in sixth grade a phone and they're feeling overwhelmed because they feel like, the kids hiding things from them or like there's they're getting into trouble with it or what's some advice that you would give them yeah so I think advice for parents is just to it's enough that you know your kid is engaged in maybe some risky behaviors that in itself let's give them props to the parents Mm -hmm. that's amazing that you know and you want to do something about it so let's starting positive right off the bat you know, always being like, that's that's out of the battle, right? Yeah, that's you. <laughs> you already know, mm-hmm. and you want to do something about it. So, and reinforcing the fact that they're a great parent. Kudos to knowing what's going on in your children's life, and then with the after part, you know, advice for that piece is is pretty much is giving them 
is giving your 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 youth those outlets of I'm not just gonna be in trouble. I'm not just gonna have my phone taken away. Um, because a lot of times that probably doesn't work. Just saying, if you do this again, I'm gonna take your phone away. It's another outlet. It's getting them engaged into things that they like. If it's just as simple as like maybe hanging out with them a little bit more, or getting them involved in you know more activities, or if it is something serious, what is out there in the community? Right. Um, you know, places like Reach. If you know, hopefully when we get our groups started, you know, this can be an option for parents and. It can be something helpful for them. Um, but I think with just advice, it's just reinforcing the parent and then um, letting them know that, like, it's just about giving your youth an outlet. Yeah. An outlet that's not, I'm in trouble. Right. And kind of steering from that. Because ultimately, they're just searching for connection in some way, right? Absolutely. So I mean, where if, that yeah. gets filled is, right. is often um, affected by how you parent. Right? Oh, yeah. And so, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for the work you're doing. I just think it's incredible. Well, thank thank you you for being here today. I appreciate it. Thank you. Every 73 seconds, an American is sexually assaulted. You are not alone. Reach Counseling is here to help, and we're expanding our reach. Since 1976, we have offered our services throughout Winnebago County. We are pleased to now offer our services in Outagamie and Calumet counties as well. REACH Counseling is a sexual assault service provider for children and adults that offers culturally responsive outreach, prevention education, victim advocacy, trauma counseling, and sex offender treatment. As an anti-violence agency, we strive to heal lives and transform communities. Call our 24-7 helpline anytime at 920-722-8150. For more information, visit us at reachcounseling.com.